my man, Ben Heron on the line, my buddy and fellow transformation coach, Ben Heron. How are you getting on over there in Dubai, my man? I am good. I am good. We are, I think about like 44 degrees today. Um, it's so wow. humid, but how are you, dude? What's the story? I'm good. Thanks, man. I'm good. Uh, we're in the winter here, mate, in Sydney, and it's still 20 odd degrees, right? So coming from the UK, Ben, right? We can't complain, can we? <laughs> No, it's definitely much better than uh, Belfast. And where, you're in Wales. Oh, yeah, yeah, Cardiff. I'm from Cardiff and Wales. Cardiff. Yeah. I've, never, I've never been to Cardiff. Yeah, I've never been to Belfast, actually, mate. Um, uh, we were talking before offline that, like, you need to go to Dubai, you need to go to Sydney, but you need to go to Belfast. When you're back home, go for yeah. a weekend to Belfast. Go on a really good night out. Go to Dublin, too. You've been to Dublin. No, no I haven't, man. I need to go to both, man. Dublin, you definitely need to go to the energy and the atmosphere is just completely different. It's, yeah. it's, um, it's not, there's nothing else like it. Awesome. Same as Cardiff, man. If you ever get a chance to go to Cardiff, it's the city is absolutely popping, mate. It's small city. Mm-hmm. Atmosphere is electric, man. So make sure you check it out. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm more looking forward to going to Dubai to see you, mate. Actually, I'm already, I mean, that's, that excites me a little bit more. I'm not going to lie, 44 degrees. <laughs> All right, Reese, together, mate. Yeah, definitely, man. So, yeah. So, Ben, if you wouldn't mind just sharing with the audience a little bit more about, you know, who you are and what you do. Mm, okay. Well, I think first, first, the uh, first get uh, stuck into that, we should probably just share the guys what, how we know each other. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so uh, I've known Martin now. You've been in AN for just over a year and uh, about three months. Correct. Yeah, spot yeah. on, mate. Good memory. Yeah, so a year and three months, and I remember doing uh, the lock and load, and just over the time, um, it's been amazing seeing Martin grow. Um, so it has, and seeing everything that's come together. I was actually this morning, um, before I was coming on here, I listened to your podcast years ago, dude. Yeah. I listened to one episode and I can't remember who it was with. Jay Alderton. I, Jay Alderton, wasn't it? I mean, you I mentioned Jimmy, before. I think Jimmy Alderton. Yeah, but yeah. I also think there was one about mental health. Okay. And that's why the reason why I really remember it. Um, I remember you had someone on and it was on mental health and men's mental health. And that's why I was... Protectors. Um, I think it might be protectors. That's it. Protectors. Yeah. Mate, that yeah. would have been about three or four years ago, wouldn't it? Have? Yeah, yeah. About three years ago. That's right. I remember that really clearly. I was walking up the Lisburn Road Street up in Belfast, and I remember just listening to that because it was something, obviously, a, a topic that not many people talk about. And you went yep. pretty deep. It was pretty cool. And I remember going and following that guy afterwards. Yeah. Awesome, man. Uh, awesome. Yeah, because it is important to talk about these things. I'm sure, obviously, you know, with the tribe and the community that you've built, obviously, you coach, you know, guys and stuff, right? Young, young ambitious males. And I think it is important just to have people on just to talk about those things occasionally and just raise that awareness because I think a lot of the times people can feel isolated, you know what I mean, with, with these mental health ailments. And, you know, it's no different, right, to, to, to an injury, right? It's the same sort of thing, really. It's, uh, it's, it's something that needs to be talked about and addressed, right, at times. Yeah, no, just, uh, I just thought we should sort of give the guys a bit of context how we know each other and things. I think that's always nice. Um, Definitely. Business here. Yeah, for some context, I was just going to say on that note, mate, Authority Network, right? So just so people know what AN is, Authority so, Network. Yeah, so Authority Network, um, one of the things um, that I work in is Authority Network, which is um, run by uh, Phil Graham, um, who's been a mentor of mine, coach of mine, and just a good friend over the last sort of, I would say, easily, but coming up to about eight, 10 years now. Um, and really, we help uh, 
the top end of the fitness industry in regards to building their business. Um, so we do show Martin's a part of that. Um, it's pretty cool because Martin, you're the other side of the globe and uh, we've been able to connect and uh, help you. And really, um, yeah, like we uh, help fitness business owners. So PTs, online coaches, gym owners, um, and we're growing at like an incredible rate. It's, it's insane, Martin, isn't it? Oh, it's insane. And I'm just going to say that now. This is a, you know, this is a, not even a plug, but like a shameless plug, I guess, man. Authority Network has, has literally been, you know, life-changing for me, you know? And like, I'm coming back to this podcast now. I haven't actually recorded an episode since just before I joined AN, actually. So I kind of mm. put this on the back burner just to focus on growing myself, you know, like, you know, basically leveling up my mindset, building my business and all the rest of it. And now I'm back and I literally am. When I think about it now, I, I am a different person. I'm a completely different person. That's how powerful it's been. And just the people within the community, I think it goes to show Ben, right, as well. There's, there's people all over the world in, in the community, in the group, but it doesn't make any difference, right? You know, uh, a community is a community. And once you've got like-minded people around you, I think an online community, especially in this, where we're at now, what's happened over the last year, I think is, uh, is, is really, really important to actually have that, right? And have like-minded people around you. Mm, 100%. And I actually heard a really, really good analogy um, that I think I just want to share with the listeners that I think will really help. And pretty much you want to think about your goals as like the fight, okay? You're a boxer. You want to think about the goals as a fight. Now, if you want to have like the best goals, you want to have the best chances of achieving things, you want to like, if you go and try and train yourself and you go and try and do your own thing and then you go into that fight, you'll get pulled from You'll get, you'll get knocked out so you will. You won't necessarily do well. But if you have the right sparring partners that are high standard to, to spar with, to train with, to compete with, to uh, just do things um, with as a pack, you will go into that fight so much more prepared. So thinking about that, that environment, when you are with the right sparring partners, the big hitters, um, different aspect, people that bring out different aspects in their fighting skills and whatnot, you will go into your fight for yourself so, so much better. And it's just in any sort of community, um, that's massive. It doesn't matter um, what um, you're doing, but if you have other people, other sparring partners, you will really um, excel and take your own performance um, and ultimately hit your goals. So I, I just, I thought that really sort of stood out to me. That was something that um, one of my friends shared and I was, I thought it was incredible. That's a great analogy. Yeah. hundred percent. And it just goes to show, right. You know, when it comes to you, it's easy to get comfortable, right? And we all, mm -hmm. we all know, obviously you need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, right. To actually mm -hmm. grow and to achieve bigger things. But at the same time, you know, you have to be around people who are going to make you strive for more make you feel uncomfortable and also just the, the support as well, right? So I feel like the relatability of having someone around you, for example, the group authority network, having those people around you have actually experienced all the things that you're going to go through. And the same goes for fitness, right, Ben? Like the communities we built with our tribe, you know, our clients, you've seen firsthand how powerful it is, right? Having people around you obviously support your goals, share a similar sort of vision, but also actually want to see you win. You know what I mean? Because that environment is so important, right, Ben? Yeah, 100%. And there's three things you got to look at with basically driving action. The first thing is desire. Every single person on this on this earth has desire. Right? We're, we're built to, it, to have a desire for um, a better self, like for a stronger self, a fitter self, a 
better looking self. Um, there's no lack of desire, but the other two things there is a lack of is a lack of encouragement and a lack of straight talk. A lack of encouragement, as you said, from others, a lack of I've got your back, um, really just supporting you, even if it isn't verbally sometimes said, even that presence of being around other people and being in that group with the same behaviors. And then a lack of straight talk, the likes of me and you or likes of someone else that will give you straight talk or give you a standard to even just look at um, and allows for your own internal thoughts to have that straight talk with itself. So, yeah, there's the lack of encouragement and lack of straight talk are the two missing factors for 99 percent of people. Um, yeah. 100%. And it's always that, that self-awareness, right, Ben? I think this is valuable for the audience because that's effectively what you're doing, right? It's like, it's like an onion, Ben. When you go through life, when it comes to being a growth-minded individual, right, like us two, in reality, you're just kind of peeling off the layers of the onion, right, in terms of that self-awareness. You're becoming more and more self-aware. You know, you're learning from your lessons, your mistakes. And how important would you say that's been for yourself, Ben? Like, because your journey within itself, I guess we can kind of transition into that. Your journey is very interesting. You've come a very, very long way in a short amount of time, you know, in terms of, yes, your business, but I've seen even over the last 15, 16 months, I've seen you evolve and grow even more. Um, but also, you know, your physique and everything else. So how important do you feel like that is, Ben, in terms of, you know, having that, you know, having that drive to, to kind of achieve more? Mm, self-awareness is massive and I was actually journaling just before this um, so I was this morning and like I was really coming to the point whereby the more you understand yourself the, like ultimately all this is really down to understand yourself it's, on, it's down to like you're probably listening to optimize your body so you're understanding more about your body if you don't if you don't understand more about your body you will be restricted in your life you will be restricted in regards to how you feel about yourself you'll be restricted in your levels of performance you'll be restricted in really sort of uh, what you can see in the mirror um, and then as well we also need to talk about health you will be uh, restricted to some level or degree in the long run um, if you don't keep your body in healthy and healthy check so like that self-awareness is massive and that just from a body sense we could talk about like we could talk about a, a psychological sense um even just the awareness over what you're doing where you're spending your time where you're spending your energy where you're going um i honestly think that life i don't, I don't mean to get too deep but life is a journey of self-awareness life is a journey of understanding what you like what you don't like it's a, a, an understanding of uh one sense of self um, so yeah, like self-awareness is absolutely massive and ultimately like, and we, I know we were saying about off air, but achieving bigger things. I think the best thing that you can achieve is just a sense of self and a, your own relationship with yourself, no matter what body that you achieve or what we've talked about business, what business you achieve, ultimately underlying the best thing that you can really achieve is awareness over yourself. So yeah, no, I think it's I think it's the core, and I really do think underlying things, it's it's everything. I think that's a great point, Ben, right? Because we can both relate to this as well. I bet you've been there, got shredded, got an incredible shape, right? <laughs> you know what I'm going to say. But in reality, you're still not fulfilled and happy. Don't get me wrong. It's a good feeling being shredded, right? I'm not going to lie about that. Let's just be honest. When you walk in the gym and you're turning heads, right, and you, you're literally shredded, there's a great feeling, right? But at the same time, it's, it's very much overrated because it's, you know, it's surface level. When you focus on, you know, just getting in shape physically, you know, when you get there, like say, for example, how many times have you had this, Ben? You know, someone wants to lose a certain amount of weight 
and they've got this number in their head, right? They've got this exact number in their head a lot of the times, right? And then obviously your, your job is to communicate to them that actually, you know, it's, it's the habits and the decisions you make and the, the character building, right, Ben? I think it's the character building, which is the important piece along the way, which gets you to that point where, like you said, you're more aware and, you know, you, you're kind of more aware of what you're doing, right? And you, you just, I guess, more fulfilled, right? 100%. It's, it's who you become, as you say. And like from myself and my own experience, like I've got up on stage and got absolutely shredded. And I, I think that day I realized um, that like, what am I doing this for to impress a few wrinkly judges? Because <laughs> they're all going, <laughs> I remember that really clearly. And uh, like that was a moment where things really changed. But don't get me wrong. Like you said, it's what you, the character you built. So that whole experience, even though like I was trying to find something, it gave me a, a great skill of discipline. And now I feel empowered. Like at that point in my life, when I got in incredible shape, I used to be like 15 kilos heavier, used to be a lot bigger, used to train twice a day, all that malarkey. But I wasn't empowered in all areas of life. And now I feel like empowered, not just only in body, but in other areas. So it's important to, to sort of think about that. It's important to look at that. But I wouldn't be able to do that without being disciplined um, and gaining that discipline. And those skills that you get from backing yourself, from doing the reps and doing the sets from eating the food, doing the routines. Um, mm, yeah, I love that. The last yeah, little what bit. What about you? Like for you, like let's um, what, like from that whole journey, what do you think you gained? Yeah. So for me, when it comes to competing and stuff like that, I think that was a great point you made there because I was thinking about this the other day, and I was thinking, at the time when I was doing all this competing, got to the pro level, did like nine competitions, right? I didn't actually see what I was actually, you know, the the progress I was making, like you said, in terms of the character building, the discipline, the consistency required, the patience, you know what I mean? Just to, just to get into that kind of shape to get on stage. But now when I look back, I'm like, wow, actually, you know, like you said, what we are now pursuing and the impact we're having in terms of, you know, helping people and, and, and helping people really level up every area of their life. Right. We de I definitely couldn't have got to that point if I didn't go through my own journey of, of some of it suffering as well. I've talked about this before. You know, I had the binge eating disorder for a while as well. And, you know, obviously that was saying a lot more about my relationship with myself, really, uh, the, the way I was eating and my, my behaviors at the time. That went on for about 18 months to two years. So I guess all, all that journey I went through, you know, there was challenging times. But I would definitely, number one, it's made me be able to relate to my clients a lot more in terms of the issues I have with food, relationship with food and whatnot. Uh, but as you say, it's, it's, as we said earlier, the character building uh, has been the main thing, right? Because you can apply, if you can apply, like if you just use train, training, for example, Ben, or nutrition, whatever, let's say training, that consistency, that's what I love about training, right? It's very much mm -hmm. like black and white, Ben, right? You show up, and if you keep showing up, you're going to get results, right? Obviously, within reason, you know, you got to have the right program or whatever. But the bottom line is if you show up, and I think if you, if you have that mindset going into other areas of life, whether that be business, whether that be relationship, I think just showing up, Ben, there's a lot to be said for that, right? Mm, 100%. And like, uh, you have to show up to work. You have to do deadlines for work. You have projects and things like that. It's just exactly applying that sort of mindset into the training and into that um, Domain. So it is. Yep. Um, and I think the best thing about training and things is that 
yes, there's an aspect like we're obviously coaches, we obviously help people, etc. But uh, you build a, a great sort of skill set in regard to doing that for yourself and showing up for yourself and not like doing it out of your own choice. And I think that's a very, very powerful thing. And you mentioned about relationship, like the food aspect and stuff. When you show up for yourself and you go through that process, um, it's very important. So it is. Mm. What I um, what I need to work on, Ben, as well, is something I'm learning from you is like your clarity in terms of your mission. I was listening to one of your trainings recently. Can't think what it's called now, mate. You've done so many trainings, I've lost track. But um, it was, you were talking a lot, the identity stuff. That's right. I think this yeah. is a good little thing to talk about, definitely. Talked about this with our good buddy, uh, Mark Strathan, actually, Ben. He was on the uh, mm. first podcast. But just identity, and you were talking about like your mission. And it, first of all, if you wouldn't mind just telling us what your mission statement is, if you wouldn't mind sharing that. And just talk us through that, that why, that, that sense of why that you have in terms of your real reason to impact all the people you're impacting and level up your life, I think is powerful. Mm. Okay, well, like the mission statement, I, I think it would, I'd be chatting for about 10 minutes. Or <laughs> but, um, I don't want to necessarily bore people to a degree, but really, um, the mission is really, um, I help guys level up. So uh, earlier on, you asked about what I do. So I help guys level up. So pretty much um, I own the Level Up Coaching Academy and I help guys in their 20s and early 30s um, really sort of um, build an incredible body, become a strong leader and uh, just get more out of themselves in regards to their productivity and their day-to-day -day output. And my mission is really, there were so many years where I was insecure. There were so many years where I didn't express myself. There were so many years where my body held me back. There were so many years where I just wasn't, I was passive and I was letting other people um, get on top of me. I was letting other situations. I had a lot of adversity. Um, I really sort of see myself almost as um, bringing myself up. I'm quite young. I'm still only 25 years old. And really, like my mission and my the reason why I help guys level up is because ultimately, um, they can get more out of life. They can get more out of themselves. And I absolutely love helping someone really realize that there's more from them than what they ever thought. That there's more from them that they actually can have that body. They can get it once and for all. That they actually can. Like I, I thoroughly believe that each and every single person on this planet is a leader, and I love being able to show them how they can be a leader. Now, it's not necessarily um, impacting masses and masses amount of people. That's not, not necessarily, um, I think that sort of conception is a bit skewed, but really how they can lead their family better, really how they can lead their friends better, really how they can lead the workforce or lead their team and just lead it in a much uh, more connected and aligned manner. Um, so yeah, like it's, uh, I could go on a, a fair bit, yeah, yeah. but yeah, like I, I help guys just really level up so they can take their life to that next level. And more and more and more, I'm, uh, I started off as a personal trainer. I started off um, going from skinny to strong, starting on the muscle, but more and more and more, I'm delving into really sort of helping guys realize what's possible with their life and where they can take it and living it on their terms. And you mentioned about mission. The reason why I'm quite, I'm quite um, locked in on that is because I believe that there's so many distractions, there's so many things going on. And ultimately, if you don't get locked in on your mission, like if you're if that inner voice isn't louder than the outer noise, you will be distracted and you will spend your time doing things that you don't want to do. You'll find your time uh passing by and you won't ultimately get what you want. So that's why I'm really sort of um it's something I focus on a lot. Um yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, awesome. Thanks for sharing that, mate. So, yeah, I think what you said there, you said a lot of stuff which uh, resonated with me, but 100% that... that I go off on tangents. No, 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 it's great. That's what we need, man. That's what we need. I, I have a 10... I'm interviewing you and I'll probably end up talking more than you. i got <laughs> to shut up myself. But no, um, what you said there about, you know, your mission and obviously the, the kind of people you help, right? In terms of like the obstacles you face, right? Because let's be honest, as coaches, because I help people, you know, men and women, ambitious men and women, you know, unlock their true potential, right? So get mm. to that next level. So I guess level up, right? Now, what would you say generally? Because most of the time, Ben, right? There's, there's so many like mental barriers, right? We are our own worst enemy, right? I'm sure with the type of people you help as well, they've got the drive. A lot of people have got the drive and, and you know, the determination to, to get to where they want to go. But I feel like we can be our own worst enemy. We can kind of, um, you know, we, we can let that internal dialogue get the better of us. Or like you said, distractions, telling ourselves a story as to why we can't do something. So what would you say all in all are kind of the biggest obstacles uh, you see with people when they, when they join your program, you know, in, in terms of like things that, or maybe even things that held them back before they joined, you know? It's going to be, it's going to be down to their own sort of self-talk. It's going to be down to fear of rejection. It's going to be down to... Um, fear like a, a low sense of worth it's going to be down to um, even just their level level of thinking in regards to just creating problems of why it can't happen and creating barriers in their mind um, it's going to be it, uh, for someone to really sort of as we said change their identity and become a new person it requires for them to really sort of rewire that thoughts the thoughts that are going in their mind um and that'll be down to like for example there will be a lot of past experiences i'm sure if you listen if you're listening now that mark probably talked a lot about this stuff yeah but it'll be down to your past experiences and really sort of not letting those experiences um almost dictate how you take today or how you take tomorrow um so yeah you can do that like you can work on that through um a lot of journaling you can work on that for a lot of even just superficial stuff so like say for example if you've ate really poorly for 25 years and then you start eating um better um through action you'll start changing how you think about food and things um but yeah ultimately it's it's those past experiences and the most common ones are like fear of rejection so they don't even give themselves a chance to go for it because they're afraid of everyone else rejecting them uh low sense of self low sense of worth and that was something i struggled with quite a lot was that like um who am i to go and achieve that like well, i don't deserve that um and almost like guilting and shaming themselves and then really just um creating problems before they even happen um creating those two are set are that but creating just lots of problems that could be overwhelming yourself it could be um just yeah uh, those sort of things would be it'd be me and three things that just come top of mind when you say that mm. yeah no they're, they're very I, I noticed that as well time and time again you know those those two things definitely pop up a lot so what would you say yourself then Ben based on your journey right because you mentioned like adversity right and obviously we need some level of adversity but how would you say how much would you say that's that's now kind of helped you right what you've been for yourself your personal experiences the fact that you know you know you had your 20 I, I thought you I can't believe you're 25 man I knew you were young but that's just I, th- I guess I'm 34 now, right? So I'm just, I'm cracking on. You don't look 34. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were like 28, 29. I'll take that, mate. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. 
But um, obviously, you you've been working with Phil uh, for a while, big big Phil Graham, right? He's been a mentor of yours, right? So no doubt that's been obviously just transformational for you. But what would you say? How much of a part would you say the adversity you've been been through, whether that's childhood or whatever that is? How much of a part would you say that's played in you, you know, being where you're at now? One hundred and ten percent. Like. I have this fucking powerhouse energy that'll do whatever it takes. And I wouldn't have been done. It wouldn't have like where that first sort of came back, where I first sort of started to show up in my life was that I wanted to be a professional footballer and I got to well, not professional, semi-professional. Um, I wanted to do that. And I, I would have been the sort of player that would have never won you a game or never lost you a game. I kept things quite simple. And I got the age of like 16, 17, started playing at higher levels. And then I realized, whoa, you need actual talent. And that kind of drove me to a standpoint where I was just like, right, what am I going to do? I spent my time doing this. Um, so I started getting into training and then I realized that like, yeah, I just channeled um, a lot of uh, failure into positive things. And like, it gave me massive, like um, massive drive, massive energy um, massive conviction towards getting that goal. So like definitely like adversity um, can really be the best thing for you. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I, I can agree with that myself. So when you were 16, 17, Ben, is that when you kind of started lifting weights and stuff properly? Yeah, that was when I started. So I started around that age. I actually joined my first gym membership because um, a lot of the guys were winding up my moves at the time. And uh, yeah, I started training away. And uh, I was... For the first few years, I was just so consistent. Um, I would have just done absolutely anything. I would add cement <laughs> to get in shape. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you were much like myself. Initially, you were, and this is such a great thing to talk about, right? Is like a lot of coaches like ourselves, right? We, be, I was a personal trainer for over a decade, and what I actually gets us into fitness a lot of the times is is it's insecurities, right? That's that's a big driver. Like you said about moves, then right? So yeah. that was a big driver for you initially. Because I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Um, so talk us through that. So you were driven by insecurities initially, and then I guess you, you just kind of changed the way you think along the way, right? Mm, yeah. So really like I, I, that drove me into the gym. I remember getting my first gym membership that day. And then uh, over time I started working on myself and things. And even to the point where I, like I got an incredible shape, I actually fell into personal training. I didn't actually necessarily want to be a personal trainer. Um, and I got it. I created this like almost blog and almost following and stuff. And I'd done this big photo shoot and stuff. And it wasn't until that moment that I remember I was being a barista and I was working on Cafe Nero at the time. And uh, I got this photo back and that was like, fuck, is that me? And like, that was the moment where I was just, oh, by the way, sorry. I hope I can. Nah, that's fine, mate. You can swear on this podcast. All good. <laughs> yeah. That moment I was like, is that me? And that was when I actively sort of like realized, whoa, like this is actually working. Um, and over time, that's where I started feeling a lot more content in my body. But then again, like on the flip side of that, I went for a period where I started watching everyone else. I started seeing the physique competing and stuff like that. And then I chased that for a while. And then after that, sort of came back down to myself and what I wanted and really like, yeah, I'm not like, um, I know there's more work I can do in my body, but like I'm quite satisfied um, to a degree um, mm. with where I'm at now. So mm. it's been a journey. So it has, so yeah, it's been a journey there. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. And like yeah. the same as me as well, I would definitely go as far to say that, you know, getting into lifting weights. I, I started at about 16, 17 as well and discovering the gym. And as you say, 
you know, at that age as well, right? Let's be honest, you, you want to look good for the opposite sex, right? You want to get some attention, you know what I mean? And when you start seeing and feeling results, it becomes very addictive. And for me, it was definitely a savior. I really, I was thinking the other day, I, like, where do you reckon you would be, Ben, right? If you hadn't discovered, you know, health and fitness uh, at a young age, if you hadn't like picked up a weight at this point, it's crazy how much how much character building is involved in picking up those dumbbells, right? Yeah. <laughs> what, what would you be then if you weren't doing this? Mate, I really don't know. Like, I really think that because I was getting up to all sorts of naughty stuff, right, in my uh, in my late teens and stuff, right. So, but that that the gym is always something that kind of pulled me back. You know what I mean? So, like, I think I I've been probably two weeks without training. Recently, it's different, right? Lockdown and whatever. I do the bare minimum nowadays, Ben. So I can, I can train, you probably know this, I can train twice a week. Right? I can do two full body sessions a week now and stay in incredible shape, right? But back then it was different, but I literally have only been, I think I went like two weeks without training in the gym um, from 16 through to all basically, you know, recently with a lockdown probably. Um, but, I th- but I feel like if it wasn't for that, then it always, it always kind of pulled me back in, you know, the gym, the training, as, as we said, you know, it's black and white, you show up, you get the results. Um, I wanted to ask you on that note now. So with myself, Ben, right now I'm driven by, don't get me wrong. Whoever says they don't want to look good is full of shit, right? Let's be honest. First of all, right. I'm just going to put that one out there. But the main driver now for me is, you know, just what it does for other areas of my life. And this is such a, this is such a pivotal point for a lot of my clients when they start connecting the dots in terms of, wow, if I, if I show up and I do my workouts and I, you know, I'm 80% consistent with my nutrition, like I'm just a better person, you know, my mood's better, you know, my productivity's better, my skin's better, my libido. So for me now, it's like, right, if I show up, get my workout in, I'm going to be more productive, better mental clarity, better mood, you know, training is the best natural antidepressant out there, right? So say no more. Do you find that's the same with you, Ben? Do you, do you look at it like, right, I'm going to go to the gym to kind of power up my energy, um, more so than you do aesthetics nowadays or? Yeah. Um, I know like I've changed, um, oh, earlier when we mentioned about mission and things, and I, I, I firmly believe that when you get locked in on who you want to become and what you want to do and how you like the, the, the life that you want to have outside of the gym, that the gym stuff will come in easy because you know why you're putting in the sets and reps to get that mental clarity so that you can perform better in that meeting so that you know that, um, your health is better so that you can be around for your future kids and when they're older, et cetera, all that stuff. So I think that one, if you reverse engineer it like that, it's, that it's much more powerful. It's much more long lasting. The other thing as well is like, and I was actually writing about this again this morning is that like, I train now for a state. I train for a state of being, um, in regards to yes, like goals and like targets, they come in and like blocks of training and things, but ultimately I'm training for a state and it's like, that state of feeling energetic, that state of feeling empowered, that state of feeling like I'm ticking boxes, that state of feeling um, just at my best. Um, and even that state of like being able to move, being able to run. Um, yeah, like a, that, it's a state that I really train for and it's a state that um, I've been trying to really talk to my guys and things because when, you are, when you're chasing a state of, again, what you want for yourself, there's no finish line on that. Like it's a, it's a long lasting thing. It's, uh, there's no, um, as well, there's no comparison in that. Um, so yeah, like that's something I've been really exploring with and being quite curious with in my own mind and my own training recently. 
Yeah, that's a good way to put it, Ben, you know, in terms of just trying to get yourself in the right state. And this is something I'm always hammering home to clients as well. You know, you, you taught me a lot about this actually as well. You know, energy management, right? How important is that, Ben, to, to, to manage your energy? You know, an example that always comes to mind is like when people just get up in the morning and scroll. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. I used to do this all the time. Get up in the morning, have a look on your phone, check emails, check WhatsApp, check Instagram before you've even got up, right? And the funny thing is you don't actually notice. You don't actually notice. Oh, yeah, that's fine. I'll just check my phone. I get up. It's only when you stop doing it and you actually put a practice in place. For example, my morning routine is, you know, I'm diligent with that. At least an hour to myself before I can serve others, right? So that, that's been life-changing for me and for many clients as well. So, like, how do you manage your energy, Ben, and how important is it? This is something I, I've really doubled down on in the last year, and I've really doubled down on in regards to coaching and things. Um, and, yeah, so, like, look at it like this, right? You've only got so much energy in a day. Let's say you've um, got 100 energy points a day. You are leaking um, energy points through the phone, through food, through negative conversations, through uh, even like small tasks like um, repeating meal by meal, um, cooking it as you go, um, caffeine, um, even certain thoughts. Um, there's so many like leaks um, that you that we uh, in general that uh, that we um allow to leak out of those points and we don't actually get to actively utilize them for our bit for the best things for our work for our family for ourselves so yeah it's something i really double down on i like that and that, i like that thoughts of leaks and for me i assess it every single day um i assess the amount of sleep i assess uh, my energy how it is um i assess my time on social media um, because that is something that I'm actively trying to change. And I really do think about that. And I do think about it as well in the sense of like, right, when am I at my best? How can I get my energy back? What peak stops? What peak, like uh, there's something that we talk about in the academy is that what peak performance pit stops do I have this day? Um, is my day a heavy day? Is it a light day? So it's something I really guard and something I really try to manage um, a lot. Um, and when you integrate your own energy into um your training or into your conversations or into your work like you just reach a whole new level of performance um in those areas and it's fucking incredible um yeah and it's it's more it's more about doing less but doing more and doing it better with more energy um, yeah i love that yeah another thing as well just on that point of energy is that like when you think of energy people think about like high energy I've actually been exploring with other types of energy in regards to like energy being quite low and actually letting myself like have low energy like that is going to happen also as well like not always feeling the need to be at a high energy as a coach that's something that we're quite conditioned to because we're always getting people to move forward and things so I've also um, been spending more time with that and exploring that and also as well like even having a lot more time being still <laughs> and that is so hard and being still and breathing and like just being with thoughts and getting my thinking like down and just creative it's uh, it's an, i can't put words on it and um, because i'm still sort of really exploring in it but it's fucking incredible and yeah. i notice a new like level to me like in regards to how i feel and what i do and what i'm able to do and 
a new sense of being. It's fucking incredible. I love that. I love that. Yeah, another simple analogy. I think I learned this off uh, Jay Alderson. It's just like an iPhone, right? Or your smartphone. You see the battery dip throughout the day. You know what I mean? It's like when you get towards the end of the day and, you know, your battery's on 3% or whatever, right? Um, you know, you obviously want to manage that well so you can get that sustained energy. But as you say, and that just resonated with me then, because I remember you giving me this advice actually, Ben, and you were like, you know, on your social media, for example, you want to show up with like different types of energy, right? Now, something that, that stuck in my mind because you just said then about, you know, high energy and stuff like that. But the bottom line is like, you know, people, when you're trying to help people, you know, on social media, trying to connect and help people. In reality, you know, if you're showing up high energy all the time, or you're trying to put on like, you know, you know what it's like with social media sometimes, it can, it can be challenging, right? Because, you know, you might not, you might have had a busy day or whatever, and you're like, oh, I got to show up. You know, I want to show up for my uh, audience. But if you put on this fake energy and you're trying to be this, you know, you basically got to be yourself. So when you said that, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm actually, my energy is not the best today, but I'm going to show up anyway and just show people, you know, talk about something valuable but different energies, right? Keeping it real. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And like, like that's obviously um, from a business point of view and social media and helping people and helping the audience have an impact and things. Mm. But like, even as well, like I think that with, um, I think there are our own expectations of ourselves to sort of be high energy all the time. If you're constantly doing that on yourself, you're constantly going to like, be not feeling enough or not respecting and honoring the fact that sometimes you don't have high energy. Sometimes you don't have high levels of drive. Sometimes it is okay to just like be on a, a like a, um, how do you pronounce, how would you say this? Be just on a low frequency. That is okay um, to do. And the more that you can become okay with that, the more you actually are able to, elevate your energy when you need it mm. um and just be in tune with yourself um mm. so yeah it's incredible um yeah it's incredible i've noticed this with you as well ben right like the amount of energy you get like you could just have like you know an average maybe you didn't have a great sleep or whatever and you've got a call with clients but it's something about it right once you once you once you're on you just you just get this burst of like adrenaline whatever it is that purpose and you just feel like you're, you're flying again don't you when you're when you're on with clients, it's a great feeling. Yeah, yeah, it is. And like, you see that, that's incredible that like, earlier on you asked about mission, that's incredible to like give to someone, just being like helping them know, like what do you value and what do you not value? And when you spend time in the things that you value, like you do um, on top this new level of focus, of energy, um, it's incredible. Um, so like for the listener, like start to think about what, where and what do you want to spend your energy on? What excites you? And the more you spend time on that and find ways to spend time on that, you will like just be able to unleash more from yourself. That's fucking incredible. 100%, 100%. And that then that carries over into other areas then, doesn't it? Your social life, you know, your relationships and just how you show up, your know, business, wherever that is. You know, you just show up in a better state, like you said, right? Just period all across the board. Mm, yeah, 100%. And earlier on, you said about awareness. And it's like being aware even sometimes of the balance. Like being aware of like how much time you're going to spend in work. Being aware like how much time you're going to spend with your partner or how much time you're going to spend with your friends or even how much time you're going to spend on yourself and learning or reading or just like doing things like going and 
playing games, whatever. Um, yeah, the more you can sort of find that um, balance, not balance, I don't like that, find the amounts that you really like. Um, yeah, you just you, you just reach new levels for yourself. It's, it's really, really, um, it'd be something I would really encourage the listener to think about. So true, man. So true. Yeah, that was uh, some really good knowledge bombs there, mate. Appreciate that. So, mate, I just wanted to ask you one or two more things uh, before we wrap this up. I wanted to ask you about, you know, your clients, because some of the transformations you've had on your page are, you know, phenomenal, right? Um, not just on your page, just in general, right? You can just, obviously, your social media displays that, right? And, you know, the same as, same as my page as well, right? Obviously, you can see, and it's not just, it's not all about, and I remember you said this before as well, the physique is just kind of like a byproduct, right, of, of your actions. People sometimes look at it before and after, right? And they're like, wow, you know, I really, I really want that. I want that six-pack abs or whatever. I want to look like that. I want to be shredded, whatever, whatever that is. But in reality, like what goes on behind the scenes is the important stuff, right, Ben? Um, and that's why I think, you know, the videos, my, my clients, you know, like to share videos to celebrate their wins and stuff onto, onto my page. And it seems to just resonate more with people just to see that people have not only you know, leveled up their physique, but they've just changed up their way of thinking, you know, and they've got more work-life balance or whatever that is. I was going to ask you, what would you say are like the main traits and characteristics that you see in your clients who, who get these? And I know you, you get great results with all of your clients, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Like the next level kind of life changing. Just curious to know what you would say are the main kind of attributes required from, from, from that kind of person. Hmm. That's a great question. Um, what would be the Quite a broad attribute? question, man, as well. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What would be the main attributes? I suppose like from a technical perspective that they're proactive, that they plan ahead of time. If they want it, they plan with their food, their time, their sleep, their energy. They, pl- they, they know what they're getting by the end of that day, the end of that week, the end of that month. And like that, they are proactive and just the small details matter. That would be one sort of trait that I notice from individuals that really excel. The other thing I would say is that um, they don't when when a, when a situation happens when Susie McMuffin offers a muffin or when someone's sick or when they have uh, overtime at work or when they have something going on or when they're um, there's just some form of barrier there's a lockdown um, they don't look at right okay this this is hit me this is this is situations in my way they look at right what can I do what's the best thing that I can do out of this day are solution focused. And then I suppose the third thing is that like, and this is something that I really focus on is that like setting deadlines now, not necessarily deadlines in regards to like what weight you need to be. But even like one thing I say a lot is, can you go to bed tonight knowing when you put your head on the pillow that you've given it your absolute best? And that doesn't need to be you've given your best and like like pushing sets, but it's just giving your best in that day with everything that you've got and every activity or even sometimes that's like just being fully present or having a lot of fun but it's just that aspect of realizing that all you have is now and when you think about all you have is now is giving your best best to that too many people i feel think about they've got 
they put like weight on the fact that they'll get next year, 10 years, they'll get that. But the guys that really do really well put a little bit of pressure on themselves um, in regards to just being their best now and performing now. Um, so they'd be the three things that really stand out to me um, to just reach new levels of performance and results. Yeah. What yeah. about you, dude? me yeah so i would say like definitely the first thing you said there 100 percent, having that structure right having that structure whether that be you know meal prep or just having your having your day plan or at least you know your top three priorities for the day you know simple stuff like that having that structure and that planning to a certain level i think is just really really important right you know whatever the saying is you know fail to prepare then prepare to fail or something like that right and i think that's true there's some element of truth there but I think the other one then is, is again, something similar to what you said, but, you know, when life gets in the way, especially with the clients that I take on, a lot of them are kind of high achievers. So they beat themselves up a lot when life gets in the way, or, or they, they did prior to me kind of making them aware of this, at least, because I, I, I'm sure you're guilty of this as well, right? You know, it's, don't get me wrong. I think there is a place for kind of being hard on yourself. Like you just said then, just, you know, expecting a lot of yourself, but at the same time, you can easily take that too far. And I find that self-compassion, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, you know, uh, that lack of self-compassion, beating themselves up when things don't go right. As you say, diet's not perfect or whatever. Life, life gets in the way sometimes, right? Whether that's traveling with work or like you said, lockdown. And it's the ones who have the ability to accept that, accept the fact they're not going to be perfect and be consistent instead of trying to be perfect. I think that kind of separates people. The ones who just show up, like we said, you know, just show up with the basic things and, and, and be happy with uh, with not being perfect. I think that's a big one, that consistency over perfection. What else would I say? If I had to, if I had to pick another one, there's, there's a few. But I think just simple things like um, just, just prioritizing sleep, you know? We know how important sleep is, Ben. Sleep's the mm. foundation, right? And it's a tough one. I don't know about you, but it's, it's a very – firstly, we can't monitor. We, we can't, you know, we can't watch. <laughs> we, we basically do watch our clients every move, to be fair. But when it comes to, like, sleep and stuff, you know, your, your clients are not always going to tell you exactly the 110% truth, right? You've just got, just got to accept that at times. So I feel like sleep and people not really making that a priority in terms of, you know, preparing themselves for a good sleep and trying to get a decent amount of sleep, basically. I feel like that's a big one. You know, I find a lot of the times when I, when a client's not happy with something or we jump on a coaching call because they're struggling with something, so many times a lot of things comes down to like, you know, sleep pops up a lot and also like just stress. I think those two things, Ben, sleep and stress, like, like you've, again, <laughs> another thing that you taught me, a simple analogy with the bathtub, right? The uh, knowing when to push and pull, right? So I feel like yeah. that, that stress management, knowing the right dose, because like anything, the danger's in the dose. You need some stress to grow. Um, you know, cause what is it? Stress and rest equals growth, right? But if you have too much stress, you know, you turn the taps on full blast, the bathtub overflows and, and that can be a huge problem. And then yeah, sleep. So I was quite a lot uh, in one, but yeah, they're, they're the ones that come to mind, mate. We got, we, um, in the academy, we brought it down and you kind of basically said it, we brought it down in four pillars. When these four pillars aren't, aren't there, you you fall apart, your building falls apart. So sleep, stress, planning, vision. Um, and vision can be that you have, again, earlier on, fear of rejection, fear of sense, sense of worth, that gets in the way. But that's the four pillars that um, is the core of any transformation, sleep, stress, planning, and uh, vision. Um, and it's just like I, I tell the guys that I really run that home to them in regards to if you don't have those four things, you will not get the body, you will be, you won't get the results, sleep, stress, 
um, planning and vision. Um, so yeah, like I, I'm, gl- I'm glad we talked about that because I just reminded me of that. I was like, yeah. Great stuff, man. No, that, that, that's a good way to kind of uh, to, to finish up almost, man, because uh, we kind of delved into those things. And I think that's a great, great way to put it into those four pillars because they're the things that really matter. Uh, last quick question for you, mate. What would you say to, you're only 25 now. I was going to say a 21-year-old Ben, but that's only a couple of years ago. <laughs> I was going to say, what would you say to like a, a, maybe a 16 or 17-year-old Ben now if you could have a chat with him? Like what, what kind of advice would you give him? There's two things, and I've said this, and I've shared this on social media and things, and I share this a lot, and I, I shared it to you in your first ever lock and load, right? Yep. The first thing is, you're going to get rejected, and there's a lot of things that are going to come your way, and you got to realize, no matter if you do the best things in the world or whether you do the worst things in the world, you always face rejection, but you can never fit, you can never reject yourself. When you reject yourself, that's when the game's lost. You need to never reject yourself. And kind of on that point, the second thing is that to go and do big things and to go and create um, a meaningful and an incredible life for yourself, it's really down to, you don't need any more, you don't need any less, people need you as you are, they need you now. And that'll just help you really sort of do the reps, do the sets, turn up, show up, do things that you don't feel comfortable do. Ultimately, because you'll do it for others, you'll be able to have a bigger impact. So two big things that I would say to myself, and I wish that I knew earlier, um, and these are two powerful points that mean a lot to me, is never reject yourself. Um, Other people reject you, but never reject yourself. And then people need you as you are. No more, no less, they need you as you are now. And I think like if you really take those and you put that into your mind, when you are faced with any sort of tricky situation, um, you will do, um, you'll have a different thought process and you'll do things that you didn't think were possible. Um, and those two have helped me because like, like I've made a lot of progress in the last few years and it's down to those two things um, just to get shit done. I love that. Yeah. People need you as you are today. Nothing more, nothing less. That's a, that's a great way to finish, right? Because a lot of the times we, we again, it comes back to the perfectionism. I want to do this. I want to do that. or I'm not going to show up because of this. But in reality, people need you just as you are, right? If you show up and you work on yourself, the rest will follow, right, Ben? Yeah, 100%. Love that, mate. Thanks a lot for your time. Where can the, uh, where can the audience find you, Ben? So yeah, we're actually branching out on a few different things. But the main area I would say is if you're on Facebook, Ben Heron, or if you're on Instagram, Ben Heron under slash level up. And yeah, I really appreciate you listening today. Um, I hope that you got a lot of value from today. If there's anything you want to follow up in regards to something I talked about, um, feel free just to shoot me a wee message. And uh, yeah, Martin, I really appreciate you asking me on. And uh, it was great just jamming back and forth, bro. 100% bro. It was a great, it was a pleasure to have you on, man. I really appreciate your time. Really enjoyed that conversation. Super valuable. There's a ton of value in there for the audience, man. So nice one. Boom. Boom. (laughs) Cheers, brother.